Hello and welcome to Eat This Podcast with me, Jeremy Jervis. Today, what's in a name? Which is a very corny way of asking, how do you know whether the vegetable variety you're growing is indeed the variety you think it is? The story starts with this man. Well, I'm Gary Bachman. I'm an extension research professor of ornamental horticulture with Mississippi State University, and my office is the Coastal Research and Extension Center in Biloxi. And through my extension activities, that's how I became aware of the Long, of Long Beach, its history, the Radish Festival. Yep, you heard that right. A Radish Festival. In Long Beach, Mississippi, which is about 25 kilometers west of Gary's office in Biloxi. Long Beach used to be an important spot for truck farming, growing crops that were sent to nearby towns for sale. And its most important crop was a radish. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back in 2009, Long Beach resurrected its famous radish festival and invited Gary to come and talk. He had one question. Why radishes? <laughs> I mean, Long Beach is this, is this little coastal beach town. Evidently, there, it, it, they had grown a lot of radishes there, and there was one in particular called Long Beach Red. And the, the area is not a um, truck farming area anymore. That, that went by the wayside in the 1930s. And but but it was still this legendary Long Beach red radish, <laughs> and and so that kind of started the search. Why were they growing radishes on the coast of Mississippi? Well, Long Beach, Mississippi, around 1900. Let's just say 1880s to 1930s was a major truck crop um, area, um, and it, and it makes sense. It easy shipping, um, access to the Mississippi River. They grew lead. I mean, anything that you could grow from a truck cropping, um, you know, viewpoint was was grown here. But their main crop was this radish. The seeds of this radish were shipped down from the north and grown in South Mississippi in the winter time. And then the radishes were shipped back up north for use as bar snacks. You know, instead of pretzels and peanuts like we enjoy. Um, people drank beer and they ate radishes. That's so cool and so much healthier. It, it is. But the amazing thing is they shipped three up to 300 boxcars, railroad boxcars of radishes north every, during the winter months. Can you just imagine how many radishes can go into a railroad boxcar? Well, I was going to ask you that. I haven't the slightest idea. I mean, but, you know, you know it's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so long beach mississippi is growing long red radishes in the winter to send north to beer drinkers to have as a snack then what happened well other production areas came online florida california central valley and they were able to outcompete. i mean it's strictly a you know a business proposition they could they could grow and ship at a, at a much lower cost than Long Beach could. 
So Gary and his colleague dig through the extension service records. But those records begin only as Long Beach's radish glory days are fading away. And there's nothing there about the famous Long Beach red radish. We didn't really, we didn't have anything in our archives. And one Saturday morning, a friend of mine in Cincinnati, Ohio, has a Saturday morning radio show called In the Garden with Ron Wilson. And he had a guest on, a, a sustainable grower in the Cincinnati area, and they were talking about their favorite radishes. And Ron mentioned the um, Cincinnati market radish. And he described it as a six to seven inch long red radish, mild. And I'm thinking, wait a second here. That really sounds like my mythical Long Beach red radish. <laughs> so so I, I, call, I called Ron up and, and we talked a little bit and he gave me some of his seed sources. And one of the sources who sold Cincinnati market radish seeds. And in their description, it states that, these, that this variety was bred in the mid-1800s in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. The seeds were sent south, the crop was grown, and the radishes were sent back. That sounded more and more like my Long Beach Red Radish. You know, and you were so kind to send me some information, you know, some of the germplasm information on the um, Cincinnati market and the referral to long scarlet radish. You, you know, it's like long scarlet, long beach red. I, I mean, things are, fit, are, are starting to fit together. But it's really interesting that the town is called Long Beach. Right. The radish is called long scarlet. It doesn't take a whole lot of imagination to see Long Beach red, Long Beach scarlet coming in there somehow. Ab absolutely, you know, and it just could have been somebody started just calling it that. Yeah. You, you know, you know, they were getting orders. We we want that that long red radish from Long Beach. So so I, I can I can see how the, how the name has you know has morphed, you know, d during that time. So, so you got a sample of seeds from yeah, pa pa pack of seeds. We got we got those a, a couple of years ago, and we and we've been growing them here at our research station, um, kind of you know thinking that maybe this is the first time Long Beach red radish has been grown in South Mississippi since 1930. It's kind of romantic to think that, you know, whether, whether, whether it's really true or not, it's a, it's a good story and I'm sticking to it. But a good story is not good enough for me. I am just a little bit obsessive about vegetable varieties. So I called Sven Solberg. Till a couple of years ago, Sven was the gene bank manager at the World Vegetable Center in Taiwan. Before that, he was at the Nordic Gene Bank. Part of his research there was to decide whether the name the Gene Bank had for a sample was, in fact, the correct name. So, is it possible to be certain that a seed is what it claims to be? No, it is. I think that is a. It depends on where where you get the seeds from. I mean, if you buy a seed today, it should be quite. It's tagged with a with a variety name. 
but uh, if you if you like get to, to a gene bank or uh, like you get some seeds from a friend or from this seed saver organizations and so on i mean you can be quite uh, sure or you can be not so sure it depends on on the on the checking of the identity of the material in these kind of systems obviously there are two possibilities one is that you have two different names for what is essentially the same variety yes. and the other one is that you have two different varieties yeah. under yeah. under one name in your experience do you have any do you have any sense of which is more common i think both are common we did a study on cabbages and uh, swedes and turnips, uh, these brassica vegetables. We, we tried to check uh, seed samples with the same name in, 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 in the gene bank in Russia, the Vavilov gene bank, uh, and also in the, this Nordic gene bank. And what we could see was seed samples with the same name could be different in 50% of the samples, it, it was a little different or it was very different. And in 50%, it was the same. So, so, so it's very hard to, if you just see the name, it, you can't be sure it is the same material. So I suppose that there could be cases where you have the same name, different varieties, and in fact... Yes. Neither of them is correct. They could yes, both be yes, a mistake. That is right. That is right. And especially if you're dealing with uh, outcrossing species like these cabbages, you get pollen from outside. I, I think a lot of people don't really know that a radish is in fact quite closely related to a cabbage. I mean, they're both the same family. And so, and so the, the problems that you discovered looking at, at cabbage and swede could also be a problem for radish. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So Gary Backman, who found Long Beach Radish, he he found it, um, as it were, because it's still being grown under a different name of, of Cincinnati Market Radish. And then I looked in one of the databases and it said that Cincinnati Market Radish is the same as Long Scarlet Radish. So okay. do you think it's do you, yeah. what do you do do you think he has found the the real one it's impossible to know exactly but in the, in the past it was quite often they they change just change name of the same material they just i mean they the marketing company they said oh, oh this is a good name so i just uh, have the same material but just with a new name it was a lot of seed companies a lot of them and it they were usually quite small and there was no control. It was no seed legalization or any kind of systems like that. They didn't ask even. They just stole, uh, did take material from one company and just grow it in their own companies. And they market it as a, their own material. Yeah. It was a lot of stealing. There's this, this catalog I'm looking at has long scarlet short top, long brightest mm. scarlet, and long scarlet yeah. chartier white tipped. And, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, who knows? Do you think Gary Backman has found the actual thing that used to grow? Oh, yeah. I, I, I hope so. And uh, I, I don't 
think it bothered too much if he didn't find exactly the right thing, but if he finds something similar to the right thing. I'm confident we're, we're, we're growing. If we're not growing, if Cincinnati market radish is not the radish, then it's pretty darn close. You know, there's just way too many coincidences from where it was bred, where it was developed, what the use of that radish was, you know, in the 1880s. And, you know, and of course, we're always relying on the, the you know, the, the seed houses that is an accurate, you know, representation of, you know, it, it is the actual seed that, that they're marketing as. I think that that's the most important, and and if he if he can use the information he has to 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 make it as sure as possible, I think that is a good story, and uh, we need these kind of good stories because people like uh, these kind of connections between um, history or location and and uh, and variety and uh, different varieties that are originated or at least have a. a a history back into a place that I think people like that. We talk to growers about it, you know, and trying to get people to grow a little bit of history. You know, and, and I tell growers, I said, you know, you'll sell a lot of radishes if you can tell the story to the customers. They will, they will buy the story. So give you a time machine, take you back to some tavern up near Cincinnati in the 1880s. You produce a handful of your radishes nobody would bat an eyelid. They'd say, oh, yeah, here are those good long beach reds. Yeah, come on, let's step up and yeah, buy you a beer if you were going to bring the radishes, you know, that that kind of thing. I've, yeah, I, I like a radish myself. I like them I like them with a bit of salt, maybe a little bit of butter. Um, but the radishes I'm most familiar with are things like French breakfast. Um, you must know that one. Oh, absolutely. I grow that one, too. <laughs> so how does Long Beach Red compare with French breakfast? Long Beach Red, it's a thin-skinned, it's crisp, and, and the thing is it's a mild radish. You don't have that, that radish heat that you, that you get with a lot of, lot of radishes. And it's, it's, they're tremendous sautéed in a little bit of butter. Oh, my gosh. I never cooked a radish. Oh, a little bit of butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll open a whole new world for you, Jeremy. (laughs) I haven't tried that yet, nor have I tried a radish with my beer. Has Gary? I'm not a beer drinker, so, you know, I don't have the best, you know evaluation of it but but I, I was growing some at home and you know oh, oh, popped a beer and munched on that radish it wasn't terrible <laughs> that's not actually much of an endorsement it's it's hey I tried to qualify it right at the beginning there <laughs> Gary Backman rediscoverer of the Long Beach Red Radish. And thanks also to Sven Solberg for explaining some of the problems with identifying varieties accurately. Does it really matter whether Cincinnati Market Radish is, in fact, Long Beach Red? 
Probably not. But I need your help with a couple of things. I know you can still get a radish with your beer in Germany, and sometimes a fresh radish seed pod too. But is there anywhere else that serves radish as a beer snack? And what about those sautéed radishes? Anyone tried that? You can email me, jeremy at eatthispodcast.com, or tweet at eatpodcast. And that's it for this episode. As ever, I'm grateful to the people who support the podcast with a donation. Thank you. For now, though, from me, Jeremy Chervis, and Eat This Podcast, goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you.